If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Sunday morning to you. I'm Jeff Meller along with Brian Hanley. We'll hang out with you until 11 o'clock today. Lots of baseball on the agenda, including some early London action for the Cubs and Cardinals this morning. Cubs won the first of the London series 9-1 yesterday, and they are up and at them early. They will get things going very shortly with Marcus Stroman on the mound as the Cubs look to sweep their arch rival, the Cardinals. Across the pond, Brian. They better get Stroman signed, too. If um, Jed, are you out there? I'm, I'm sure he's in London, but I'm sure our, our signal reaches there, doesn't it, Jeff? Um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm sure that's actually what uh, Jed's got. He's got the earbuds in right now, and he's <laughs> he's got the ESPN Chicago app on his iPhone, I'm sure. Which is idiot-proof. If I can work that app, anybody can. <laughs> You, but, I mean, really, uh, you know, Stro- Stroman going to the mound with the uh, NL best ERA, I believe, just a, a tick over two. Mm-hmm. It yes, wants sir. to be here and, you know, went public since we last uh, were on the air together saying, hey, there's no talk going on. But, you know, hey, I want to stay here. Of course, he wants to be paid, too. Mm-hmm. But um, why wouldn't you want to resign him if you really believe that the, this team's on on the rise and going to contend for something, if not this year or soon? So and you bring it up, the uh, 2.28 ERA, he's nine and four this season. Um, a 1.02 whip, too, which is um, mm. in some ways, you know, an even better indicator yep. than ERA at times because the less round runners you actually allow, you know, the less likely, likely, likely you're going to give up runs. But, yeah, he's applied the pressure and has said publicly that he wants to be here, but he's noted there hasn't been any real conversations about it. I do wonder, though, you know, and this is where Jed's going to sidestep any real answers because I'm curious as to what it would take to bring Marcus Stroman back. He clearly wants to be here. He said that. And I think this team, the way Jed has built it with that strong up the middle defense plays right into Marcus Stroman's strengths, right? He's the one flaw in Marcus Stroman's game is he's not an elite level strikeout pitcher, right? And so in an era where the shift has, you know, you can no longer have those extreme shifts like you once did. I wonder if Jed is reluctant to pay Marcus Stroman the number he wants because he's concerned that he might not be able to live up to it with that lack of strikeout numbers. This is his best year he's ever had at the age of 32. For sure. And what, uh, won his last seven starts? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sure, the, the fact you're not, going to be a, a strikeout guy, a uh, legitimate concern and something you bring to the negotiating table. But he's going to get paid by somebody. He is. He's and, going to be the best arm on the, on the market aside from Shohei Otani. Right. And, and, you know, God bless. If you want to, you know, bank that, uh, keep that powder dry for Shohei, uh, then, you know, good luck, Marcus. I'll enjoy wherever you pitch. <laughs> yes, yes. That's a good, <laughs> but, that's a good uh, alternative plan. Well, yeah. we're not going to sign Marcus Stroman. We're going to go after Shohei. Well, but not go after. You have to land him. Yeah, right. And, 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 you know, you have to convince Shohei that you want to win. So probably you need to sign Marcus and go ahead and tell Shohei we're trying to build something here. But, you know, the fact of the matter is you've got the money. Um, he is, he's been not only a terrific pitcher for the Cubs, he's been a great ambassador for the team and truly and sincerely seems to love being part of Chicago and being part of the Cubs. So I, I just, uh, you know, you have to get that done. To my way of thinking – 
if you're going to be buyers at the at the trade deadline, and Tom Ricketts said, you know, they will be if they continue to, to what they've been doing the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Don't you need to get that done sooner than later? Did, can you wait till the off season? I, I just think you need to send a signal to everybody that you're serious about things. It, no, the hard part is, and I, I agree. You look at the National League Central, especially too when everybody came into the season crowning the St. Louis Cardinals prematurely because. On paper, based on what they had done in the previous year, the Cardinals roster did look very good. They had added Wilson Contreras. And so a lot of people thought, you know what? This is a lineup that's going to be, they're going to be somebody that's going to, you know, not going to be trifled with in the National League Central. However, what has reared its ugly head for the Cardinals is the fact that I mentioned the lack of strikeouts. Their starting pitching has been abysmal all season long. And, you know, they had a couple of magical runs from Adam Wainwright's, you know, a couple years later than the thing most people ever anticipated. And you saw it firsthand yesterday. At 41 years old, Adam Wainwright no longer has anything left to get it done in the majors. The problem is, he wasn't even like, you know, he's not the fourth, the fifth man in the rotation. He's somebody who they were looking at as, you know, essentially their second or third starter coming into the year. He's I, The only reason he's still in the rotation is because they have no other al- alternative options well that's why i tweeted out while i'm watching uh wainwright you know and all those hits came after two outs right i mean he was getting he was getting the first couple guys out and then the damage was being done and by the way no one is going to be sadder to see wainwright retire than ian happ (laughs) yes six career homers against wainwright the most uh, of by any opposing hitters uh, against adam wainwright he entered uh uh First Wainwright, 344 batting average with a 1.195 OPS and 34 plate appearances. Ian Happ is uh, going to be very sad. He might, you know, hope that uh, Adam finds his way before the end of the season here. But I, I'm watching Wainwright get clobbered with two outs. And I tweeted out, if I'm Rakan, I'm on the phone to the Cardinals right then, you know, calling uh, uh, London to see if they want anything to do with Lucas Giolito, what I can get for him. And people are like, why would the Cardinals, you know, they're, they're buried in the division and they're, they're not going to trade for anybody. The Cardinals, they don't concede a thing. They, I think they have one losing record in about 25 years, 25 seasons. Mm-hmm. And even though they, they're sitting in last in this division, and the Reds, by the way, the Cubs, you know, Cubs are 9-1 their last 10, but so are the Reds. Break up the Reds. They finally yeah. had their uh, 12-game winning streak snapped last night. But you know what? If you're going to lose 12 before you lose – I'm sorry, if you're going to win 12 before you lose one, you can go ahead and do that often. Yeah. Yeah, the, but the, Cardinal, the Cardinals are not sitting here, you know, in the last week of June saying we're out of the thing. I, I guarantee you they're not going to do it. And they're going to do something. Um, they, they only have 13 wins at home. I think they and the Nationals have the least, the fewest number of home wins mm-hmm. in the National League. Think about that. And the but, Nationals are bad. Yes, and they planned on being bad. They yes. intended to be bad, and they're fulfilling their goal. Uh, I, I just don't think the Cardinals are. They're, they're not a white flag team. They they will not just sit there and go quietly into that good night. So, uh, and and you know. Other people said, well, you know, the Rick Hahn should be on the phone to the Reds as well. Well, be on the phone to everyone. Lucas Giolito... You sell that stock as high as you can, and it's pretty high right now. Yeah, I definitely want to uh, get into the Sox and what they're going to be do uh, be doing at the trade deadline. They had a, a nice walk-off win yesterday, at least for the folks at Guaranteed Rate Field. I was at the ballpark yesterday doing pre and post 
along with some White Sox Weekly. So uh, I was at uh, Guaranteed Rate all day. We'll talk about that well a little bit later on. But uh, still want to continue on with the uh, Cubs-Cardinals talk for a little bit here before they get going in London. Now, I'll admit this. Because I was doing White Sox Weekly, Bri, I had the Cubs-Cardinals game on, and I was watching it as it was taking place, but I couldn't actually consume the Fox broadcast in London. Um, just uh, much. I would, <laughs> was it if, uh, on a scale of better or worse than the NBA draft coverage? How would you oh. rank Fox's broadcast of the London series? Uh, better, but uh, I, I still don't get Low the bar. Whole, Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't. You know, Apple Plus. Um, I, I don't get the the whole Joe Davis love thing. Mm-hmm. He's got, he's fine, but he, he's. He's a cookie cutter guy. He's, yeah. you know, he's just, he's another guy. And this idea that he is something special. And then, uh, you know, Smoltz, you know, he, he's talking about Wainwright, like they're fishing oh, buddies. Oh, uh, boy, they, I think they are. They're def- well, okay. But I mean, you yeah. know, you don't bring that to the booth, right? I mean, yeah. It's like, Making I, excuses I, for the, all the uh, two out runs he was giving up, was he? Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, you know, whatever. It was a broadcast. Yeah. It wasn't anything special. But, you know, I was watching because it's, Cubs are going very well right now, and it is London. I was curious to see how that all played out. And I know that uh, Morrell and a couple guys after batting practice had the balls flying out of here, and the the total on FanDuel was like 13 and a half, mm-hmm. right, for runs. And, you know, if the Cardinals could pull their weight at all, that would have probably been 20 runs scored in that game. But obviously they, they got no hit through five and, and could barely get a run across. Well, so. and, and listen, I, it was uh, adequately placed there because – they made some changes, but the last time they were in London, it was yield slugfest. The Yankees beat the Red Sox seventeen to thirteen in their first game in London, and then the next day the Yankees beat the Red Sox twelve to eight. So there was fifty runs scored in a two game series the last time they played in London. Now I do know they made some adjustments, I believe. I mean they, yeah, they it, the center field was pushed back, uh, you know, and but but you know, again, if you can't hit the ball, you can't hit it out of the ballpark. Precisely, but, yep. Ian Happ didn't have any issues with that, though. Yeah, yeah, no. And, well, because the problem is, you know, Adam Wainwright throwing batting practice out there <laughs> makes it a little bit easier. Um, uh, the uh, uh, Matthew Libertori, the uh, man on the mound for the Cardinals, uh, you know, he, he's hit or miss at times, too, but he's got much better stuff than Adam Wain- Wainwright at this time in his career. So um, he's somebody who the Cubs at least will actually, you know, they may have a little bit more difficulty getting contact from, with the bat there today. So we'll see how that plays out. But um, what Cubs lineup in, Nico Horner leading off, Seiya Suzuki batting second, Christopher Morrell batting third in center field, Densby Swanson cleaning up, Ian Happ in left field hitting fifth, Trey Mancini batting sixth, playing first base, Miguel Amaya will be uh, hitting seventh in this one. And pardon me, forgive me, as my computer just froze. Refreshing, refreshing. I need to round out the eighth and ninth hitter for the folks out there, Bri. Um, had it here. And Nick Madrigal playing uh, third base, hitting eighth. And Tucker Barnhart will be doing the catching, hitting ninth. And as we've mentioned already, Marcus Stroman will be on the mound. <sighs> you know, the problem is for Jed... I guess what's is what's the number for Stroman, Bry, that you think? All right, this is a you know good business. Like like is it is it more years than the actual total amount for you? Because I'm you know I, I've brought it up and I'll pull up the exact numbers, but you know I think he's you know when you look at the comps of previous top hurlers in free agency, 
you're, you've seen contracts around like five for 115, five for 125. Rodan, what did Rodan do like, uh, this past offseason? Like five for, was it like 160 or something? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and, and Rodan was 30, so he's a couple years younger. But I have to imagine that Strowman has, you know, I, I got to believe he wants four, you know, minimum for just because of the way he's going to be going into free agency. So if he wants. I don't know one if he wants four for one twenty. That's too much, right? And, and so, can you bridge the gap if you're Jed at a number where you find it, you know, appealing to bring him back? Well, and look, he's got the player option anyway for next year. That that's part and parcel of any deal now, right? The player gets like two yeah. years in, they get to go and see what everyone else is getting paid again. If they want to go back out on the market, it's their call. So, it's not like the old days where it was absolutely ironclad guaranteed money and both sides were locked in and, and you better love each other for a long time. So, I mean, he's making 21 million this year or 25 million this year, uh, this year, 21 due next year. So he's going to opt out obviously if they yes. don't resign him, uh, if they don't come to terms before that, um, you're, yeah, you're looking at 30 minimum. All right. I mean, that, that's just the cost of playing poker and you know, they're not passing the hat for the Ricketts family. So no doubt, no doubt. They're still doing very well at the gate, and even when they were scuffling last month, they were doing very well at the gate. So that's not an issue. Um, it's You have to act like a big market because you are one, and you're printing money up on the north side of Clark, Clark and Addison. So if, if, if you believe this guy is someone, to, is, is someone to build around, and why wouldn't you believe that in a rotation? And by the way, you know, Justin Steele yeah. was pretty damn good yesterday, and you're making, you know, saving a ton there. So it all balances out, and Kyle Hendricks is doing stuff I didn't think he was capable of doing since he came back from injury. So, you know, to me, in my way of thinking, you're probably – you go four years, but you give Marcus Stroman uh, the out after two more seasons and probably have to start the whole thing over again. Uh, yeah, one uh, – yeah, uh, Steele was, you know, brilliant again, and it looks like he's finally, uh, you know – completely past that uh that forearm tightness he was dealing with earlier in the year good to see him because yeah he you know we would we were calling him Cy steel for a couple months there early mm-hmm. in the season so to see him get back and show the emotion yesterday with that uh that uh, final out that he recorded in uh his outing yesterday was uh pretty cool so yeah cubs and cardinals continue the london series today we'll uh keep tabs on that one for you but uh, let's move and turn our attention to the south side when we come back white Sox get a walk-off win but Should they really be happy with the way it came about? We'll talk about it next year on ESPN 1000. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. The third annual Grip It and Sip It golf outing is Tuesday. ESPN Chicago will broadcast live from Seven Bridges Golf Club starting at 7 a.m. And thanks to our partners at Ankin Law, Dos Hombres Mezcal, and Blue Chip. The proceeds from your tickets will go to Champions for Cures. They're always in need of donations to help ease the financial burden of cancer. Learn more about their incredible work or make a donation now at championsforcures.org. 
What's up? It's Tyler Aki. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That means if you bet on the Cubs or Sox and they don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Tyler to join today. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Tyler to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You must be 21 and older and present in Illinois. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Feel the boom. Schaumburg Boomers Baseball. The Schaumburg Boomers bring the championship fan experience all summer long at Wintrust Field. Feel the boom. Boomers Baseball is big league entertainment in a minor league setting. The Schaumburg Boomers have fun for everyone. Feel the boom. Enjoy competitive baseball, delicious food, a free kid zone, free parking, stunning fireworks, and so much more. Feel the boom. Get tickets now at boomersbaseball.com. Making it to the show requires skill, dedication, and years of hard work. But at ETI School of Skilled Trades, you can go pro in as little as seven months. Whether you're looking for a career in welding or HVAC, at ETI, you'll get hands-on training to master the skills employers are looking for fast. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. This is your call-up. Visit eticampus.edu or call 888-830-7678 to learn more. ETI, it's your future, own it. While the warm weather has you feeling like new, get old with a money market account from Old National Bank and earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield. Whether you're saving up for something big or just for a rainy day, Old National is here for you. Earn 5.00% APY with our limited-time 12-month introductory money market offer. To earn the promotional rate, account must be funded with a minimum of $10,000 not on deposit at Old National as of April 14, 2023. Learn more at oldnational.com or visit a local banking center today. Offer not available online. Member FDIC. Old National Bank. Get old. Cali Red, Cali Rose, Cali Gold, and Cali Blanc. Me and 19 Crimes got this wine game on lock. Chilling is a state of mind. A chill, smooth, crisp state of mind. This Sauvignon Blanc from 19 Crimes is smooth, crisp, chill. It's like a Sauvignon Blanc, but way more gangster. Remind you of somebody? Speaking of, I'm kind of thirsty. Enjoy responsibly. 19 Crimes, Sonoma, California, 2023. You know it's coming. The heat, the humidity, the high energy bills from your AC. Beat the heat. Call Window Nation today. Yep, Window Nation. Replacing your old windows can be the most important thing you do this summer. Seal out the sweltering heat and keep your home cool and comfortable, all while saving money. Right now, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you buy. Plus, you'll put zero money down and make zero payments and pay zero interest for two full years. That's like windows at half price and making free money for 24 months. When you buy from Window Nation like I did, you're also getting award-winning customer service, certified professional installation, premium materials, and the best warranty on all labor materials, glass, and windows. 
This Beat the Heat summer sale won't last long. Call Window Nation now at 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com. Get two windows free with every two you purchase and no money down, no payments, and no interest for two full years. Window Nation, 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Kick by Jansen. Swing and a line drive into center. That's down. Remillard waved around third. The throw is not in time. Elvis Andrews wins it again. The White Sox walk off the Red Sox 5-4. to four. Walk-off winner by Elvis Andrews yesterday at Guaranteed Rate Field. A pair of socks squaring off mismatched socks, though the White Sox beat the Red Sox yesterday, snapping a two-game skid thanks to their starting shortstop, Elvis Andrews, with the game winner there. And that was because Tim Anderson, for the second consecutive game, started at second base. He's been dealing with the shoulder injury that saw him leave a game earlier in the week, and he went up to Pedro Grafal on Friday after initially not being in the starting lineup and told him, He felt good enough, and it was his idea to go ahead and start at second base. Of course, he played second base in the World Baseball Classic for five games this spring. And, of course, he's somewhat familiar playing on the other side of the bag, at least prior to this year, because of the shift rules in the past. Um, You you frequently saw shortstops play on the other side of the bag. So he has some experience there. But, Bry, I will point out that They needed Elvis Andrews to come up with the walk-off win because in the top of the ninth inning, Tim Anderson had an opportunity. Now, it was a well-hit ball. I don't think it was by any means an absolute rope, but it was a well-hit ball to second base with two outs that could have, had Tim Anderson handled it, ended the game for Kendall Graveman and, and resulted in a save for him. But it ate Tim Anderson up, and to me... It clearly seemed like a play that I think a more familiar second baseman might have had a much better opportunity of making. And Friday night, he also had a miscue. He did. And, you know, that's how the season's been going for, for Tim Anderson. And, I you know, I get the injury and Pedro Griffal, like, like Tony La Russa is right there to run your interference and be the first one defending his guy. But he's... He's supposed to be your best player, right? I mean, that going into the season, going into the last season, it was all about TA, all-star TA. Well, we're going into almost a one-year anniversary of the last time he hit a home run. Mm. So he doesn't do that. And fielding is not nearly good enough. He's been battling injuries, but he's also battling other things, apparently. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't I don't know what you make of it. Um, if, if Rick Hahn is going to be selling at the, uh, at the trade deadline, does it, doesn't his name have to be on the table as well? Don't you have to be making calls or fielding calls about Tim Anderson? Uh, I know people out there, MLB.com wrote, you know, here are, here are some trade scenarios that make sense. And they had Tim Anderson to the Dodgers. Um, I don't know what you do, T.A. I mean, he's just he's not the same guy he was a couple of years ago. And injuries or not, it's not a good look. And I just... You know the the fact of the matter is this team's got a lot of issues. It's um, it's the uh, they have the highest ground ball rate in the majors. So to their credit, they tried something in batting practice, and you probably saw it where they're mm-hmm. putting putting the screens up, high screens up around the mound to try to get the the batters to actually think about getting the ball in the air mm-hmm. and four solo home runs, which are 
you know, good home runs, good solo, not so good. And and the fact of the matter is, I think twelve of their last thirteen home runs are solo home runs because uh, they also have the 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 lowest on base percentage in baseball. I will. You're not going to win games that way. Yeah, that's you know the ground. You mentioned the highest ground ball rate. Um, more alarming for me is the lowest on base percentage in baseball and. You know, yesterday doing the pre and post, it's like you're you're running up and down the lineup looking at the on base percentages, and my eyes are just bugging out. I'm like, nobody on the roster and the starting lineup has an on base percentage above 350. Boy. You know, and 350 is a low bar when you're yes. saying. And, but nobody in the entire lineup, and so to your point, you know, I, and you said 12 of 13. That's correct. I believe it's 14 of their last 15 home Boy. runs are solo shots. They hit four yesterday in a game when you hit four home runs. You shouldn't you, be sitting there in the ninth inning sweating it out. Yeah, you shouldn't be taxing your your bullpen. You shouldn't have to sweat that one out against the Red Sox yesterday. Um, Lance Lynn, uh, you know, we talk about, we were mentioning Justin Steele's reaction. Did you catch uh, Lance Lynn's reaction when he gave up the go-ahead home run to Tristan Cassis yesterday. My God, Lynn knew the moment the ball was yep. hitting the bat that he just left one there. And, uh, you know, you, you get you see Lance Lynn's face, and uh, I can kind of chuckle about it because the White Sox do go on to win that one. But, man, he was just pissed at himself for where he left the ball. Yeah, and, you know, that's the season he's had, too. So you had a little bit better yesterday, but it still ends up being more of a grind for him. And I just... Yeah, it. We're a month away, uh, um, a month out from where we were talking about pretty much the same issues on on this team. You know, look at the run differential. It's in the sixties and minus sixty plus. Um, you know, can't beat good teams. Can't you have a losing record against uh, every, almost every box we checked last year? But for the substantial injuries, and they've had injuries, but not nearly as much as last year. It's the same team doing the same things or not doing the same things. And I don't know how it gets better. I really don't. Uh, it, it's problematic. And I, can you can you fix a team in the middle of the season? I don't know if I've ever really seen that I can recall a team make dramatic shifts. It, like the whole idea of, yes, you need to be coached up and players can improve, right? But in the middle of a season, when you're talking about all of a sudden, you know, making drastic changes, sure, I think there's a possibility of certain hitters in the lineup elevating a bit more, and maybe you can tap into a little bit, but you're not going to be making substantial changes to the, you know, the what your prototypical player on your roster is. The, for the most part, these guys are who they are. There may be a hot streak to come for some players, but I just don't believe that in the middle of the season you're going to be able to change a guy dramatically. You know, do you, I mean, you disagree, Brian? Like, like, have you, can you recall a, a, a team changing what they do, their approach as players, and then all of a sudden, you know, it, like guys don't just become players who have great plate, plate discipline after they've already had three or four or more years in the majors. Well, and, and to your point, uh, beginning of the week, earlier in the week, their chase rate was among the you know, last three or four in the league, too, if not in all Major League Baseball. So they don't take walks, see on base percentage. Uh, and I know, I get the, the, the division is no damn good. And everyone's like, well, they're only six out, and, and why wouldn't you try to make a run here? I don't – you just said it. How do 
players change their approach. And I, I mean, I almost fell off my chair when I was reading Rick Hahn's comments. And again, he gets credit for, for being there to answer questions earlier in the week as the team's scuffling yet again or continue to scuffle. And he, but he said, because some national uh, analysts speculated that Pedro Grafal should be in trouble or will be in trouble uh, as, you know, halfway through his first year as a, a Sox manager. And, and Rick Hahn's like, you know, that was ridiculous. Where are you getting that stuff? But then he went on to say, Pedro Grafal and his staff have no responsibility. He just watched that they have nothing to do with the White Sox record. Explain that to me. I mean, are they just passengers? Of course they have some responsibility. The manager and the coaches who are with this team every day and the numbers are the numbers and the approach is the approach. And now finally, they, you know, they're putting some uh, tall screens up around batting practice. So you get guys to mentally think I got to get the ball up over those screens. You know, fine. That's a nice little coaching tactic. You get credit for that. How is a manager and coaching staff have no responsibility? Then don't come back to me three months from now or next season if things and hopefully they're all going great and tell me how great Pedro Grafal and his staff is. You can't you can't say they have nothing to do with the losing and then tell me they have a lot to do with the winning. Uh, yeah. They, no. uh, by definition, they have something to do with the losing. I mean, the, the manager and the coaches. I, I think it's admirable, admirable that in, on, in one sense, Rick Hahn doesn't want to put the struggles of what he believes are primarily the players. He doesn't want to put that on Pedro Grafal, especially because it's his first year. So I think in some, in some sense, you can understand and read between the lines. It's admirable what he's trying to do. However... To your point, well, then if it's not Pedro's fault, then you just flip it right back on yourself, Rick, and say, all right, well, then if it's all the players' fault who aren't getting on base, who's responsible for putting right. this roster toge- right. together? So it's it begs, either- a, it begs at least one question, if not a couple. Like, okay, the, it's either the, the architect of the roster, yeah. C. Rick Hahn and, and Kenny and, and whomever. Or it's the the players don't care enough, or don't want to change their approach, or are you know stubborn, whatever it is. But everyone's got their fingerprints on this thing, and it's been going on for a while now. It's not just this season; it's certainly all through last season. Yeah, there's a lot of issues with the team. Um, too many to uh, knock out in one segment. We'll continue to talk here. I'll let uh, folks hear from Ozzy Guillen, too, who had some interesting thoughts about Tim Anderson playing second base and the difficulty of it. We'll let you hear from Rick Hahn that uh, Brian just mentioned, talked on Monday. Uh, we'll let you hear a little bit from Rick Hahn. And Lucas Giolito as well. Brian brought up the idea that the Sox should be dialing up the Cardinals and saying, hey, we've got a starting pitcher if you're in the market for one. We'll let you hear what Lucas Giolito had to say earlier this week when he talked about the trade rumors that are popping up surrounding his name. We'll do all that. 312-332-3776. This is ESPN 1000. I'm Meller and Hanley on ESPN 1000. ESPN Chicago on FM 100.3 HD2. The ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. White Sox baseball on ESPN Chicago. Swinging a blast. In the air, out of the deep left, and he's done it again. Sox and Red Sox continue today at 1230. On the ESPN Chicago Triple Play. AM, FM, and app. 
Chicago's first professional rugby team, Chicago Hounds Rugby, presents Dogtown Block Party, the biggest all-day rugby party the U.S. has ever seen. Pre-game concert featuring Shaquille O'Neal, also known as DJ Diesel. Post-game concert featuring Dropkick Murphys. Oh, and don't forget, Major League Rugby's championship final game. Food, drink, rugby, a classic Chicago block party. July 8th at SeatGeek Stadium. Buy your tickets now at chicagohounds.com. So, what's for dinner tonight? Guys, it's Carmen, and I'm here to tell you, don't be stuck cooking the same boring meal at home again and again. Instead, make it an Elmwood Park night. Hit up Johnny's Beef for an Italian beef sandwich second to none. Make it a date night at Donnie G's for some fresh seafood. Kick it at Circle Tavern and get yourself a smash burger. Pop in Cafe Cubano for one of the best Cuban sandwiches around. So, what's for dinner tonight? Whatever it is, make it an Elmwood Park night. Save big money in your summer projects with 11% off everything. Larson Storm Doors are perfect to let the sun shine in and enjoy the fresh summer air. The Lakeview Split View Storm Door includes Larson's retractable screen-away feature, which converts your door from a storm door to a screen door without the hassle. It's $299.99 after 11% rebate. Good through July 4th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at the Family law attorney Michael Strauss. We know the law, we know the procedures, and and we know how to get you the best results that we can. Family law attorney Deanna Hoyt. You know your family the best and what's right for you. Our job is to give you all the options, but then respect your decision on how to proceed. We both represent children that their parents are going through divorce cases. Some of them that are now adults have reached out to show how they've ended up in life and what's happened with them. Those are the good moments. Michael Strauss and Deanna Hoyt, family law. Family focused, results driven. Start with a free consultation at shfamlaw.com. Com. With Connie's Frozen Pizza, you can experience real pizzeria quality without paying pizzeria prices. Connie's Frozen Pizza always delivers because they're made with only premium ingredients. And whether you're craving their cornmeal dusted thin crust or their new crispy yet fluffy pizzeria style crust, Connie's comes with a variety of delicious toppings you'll love. So forget delivery. Just pop in a Connie's and savor their authentic pizzeria flavor at home. Find them at your local Jewel, Mariano's, or Meyer today. Connie's Frozen Pizza, born in Chicago enjoyed everywhere. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands. At up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face to face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, slash joy. That's slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000.
till 11 o'clock today talking some baseball. Want to chat a little bit about uh, just some of the things going around the, going on around the majors as well. We've got some NBA draft thoughts uh, along with the Bulls actually making a pick in the second round. Heard from their president of basketball operations, Arturis Karnaschovas, on Thursday night, late Thursday night. We'll let you hear from him coming in the 10 o'clock hour. And then the Blackhawks are on deck for their draft this week in what will be, no doubt, a franchise-altering pick for them. As everyone, uh, we all assume it will be Connor Bedard. It better be Connor Bedard. I can't imagine it won't be. Although they seem to want to not embrace the idea that they're actually selecting him. Um, Okay. Uh, Cal Davidson should be fired if if the thought even crosses his mind. Of course. And you know what? I, I get the... From his perspective, I get that the NHL playing the, poker. Yeah, right, they don't right, want him yeah. to publicly say they don't want him to ruin the surprise of their top pick. Right. So I, I get yeah. that. However, I do when anybody who covers the team shies away from action, who, who who is actually not making the selection when they shy away from the idea of committing. That just makes me go, okay, what's going on here? Who are we? Uh, <laughs> who are we protecting by not saying that the? But anyway, I digress. We'll get into the Hawks in the ten o'clock hour. We might have a chance to chat with Mark Lazarus. He's going to give us a call, although he's uh, it's scheduled to be uh, on a flight to Nashville, which was delayed. So uh, if and that's uh, where the draft is, exactly, and, and that's where they might may or may not draft Connor. But what? <laughs> yeah. So uh, if uh, if Laz's plane lands on time, he'll join us. If not, uh, we'll just get some react from him next Sunday. But we'll talk Hawks as well and uh, the Bulls. The United Center tenants are on deck for the ten o'clock hour. But um, back to baseball here for a little bit. White Sox did win yesterday, and we don't know yet if it's going to be Jesse Schultons who's on the mound for the Sox because it's not going to be Clevenger. So, uh, you know, will it be a bullpen day? I'm still waiting for the alert from the Sox. So it's the vaunted undecided for the White Sox. So I'll let you know as soon as we get word as to who will actually be uh, starting for them. But to the actual uh, other issues about the team, so you were talking about Rick Hahn, and um, this was, uh, you know, we the deadline decisions that our that are on tap for him at twelve games under. You know, the only reason this decision is even being talked about is because the fact that they reside in one of the worst divisions in the history of baseball right now. That is the American League Central in twenty twenty three. So Rick Hahn addressed on Monday, or at least tried to address the idea of deadline decisions that are pending. Years. Yeah. Are there is, could there be decisions made at the tra- trade deadline that would maybe go against winning a winnable division, but would be help, helpful help for longer term? Yeah. Absolutely, that could happen. I, I, and that and that actually goes back to my initial point about speculation. That that's speculation this time of year, leading up to August first. That's that's the nature of the beast. That's going to happen. That's going to be, you know frankly part of what makes it exciting and accessible for fans uh, so I think you can speculate about any sort of pivot between now and, and August 1st uh, in the end it's going to come down to an, an assessment of how realistic are this club's chances of again not only getting in October but then doing something and then what is the market for what is the return available to us if we we make certain moves that do they reinforce 24 do they reinforce 25 and sometime later and then how prudent it is to focus the, those dates in the you know more distant future versus more immediate 
again, it, it, it's reasonable to speculate about all that. But there's a lot of time left before that market really plays out. So that was about a week ago. There's less time now. And the Sox are in essentially the exact same position they were in. It doesn't look like anybody in the American League Central is going to run away. You know, I don't know what the number is where Rakan will say to himself, we need to be sellers rather than slight buyers. I can't imagine they're going to be looking to add much. If anything, it'll probably be a similar deadline like it was last year, right? When they added a couple of middling relievers at the deadline. Nevertheless, you know, will they be sellers, though? That's the real question. You mentioned Lucas Giolito. He's the one piece who is a free agent at the end of the end of the year as a starting pitcher is clearly going to be somebody who will seek some attention from clubs that do need to add starting pitching and we all know in baseball you uh, always need more pitching doesn't matter how deep you are so Lucas Giolito is somebody who you could spin off and get some reasonable prospects back other than that I don't know what else is on this roster that teams would be clamoring to get because we you mentioned Tim Anderson Bry um with the way he's playing no one's going to be giving you, I think, anything that will make it super interesting. In fact, I think he's almost played himself in a spot where the Sox will just end up picking up his his option for $14 million next year, the club option, and then just kind of like run it back and see if they can and hope, yeah, hope trade him better. next deadline because yeah. I don't know if he's getting anything in return the way he's playing. No. I mean, last time we, we were together, I said, I think Sox fans might be a little shocked at how little you get mm-hmm. in return for Tim Anderson currently. And 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 you're right. I mean, the more prudent route would be probably to pick up that still very reasonable club option and and hope for a hell of a lot better next year. So he either is a core piece moving forward, or he's a guy you're going to get much more for closer to next trade deadline than this one. But you're right. I mean, what you got to give to get, and there's not a whole lot here. And unfortunately, unlike four or five years ago. We're all not sitting here watching the Sox farm clubs because of the the pipeline. You know, we weren't waiting on Kopech and and all these guys yep. to come through and couldn't wait till they got to the major league club and what they were going to do. And to the point where we were watching minor league games on TV. That's how exciting you know and, and the anticipation was. Welcome to, to, in to Birmingham Barons baseball. Seriously, right? Yep. I mean, it, 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 but that there's no buzz about that now. So mm. I, I just it's it, you know. Hearing Rick Hahn, of course, it's a possibility to to do some things by August 1st. My point is, you don't have to wait till August 1st. If someone calls you right now about Lucas Giolito and wants to jump uh, jump the line and, and you know do something to help their team five weeks out before the trade deadline, I'm all ears if I'm the GM of the White Sox. So, and that is that's a good point. Generally, if you're a team that jumps the market and is willing to trade players a little just a little bit earlier a couple weeks earlier than the trade deadline rolling around you can you can oftentimes maximize your return if you're one of the first teams to actually go ahead and be a seller but the the problem is and then we hear it we hear Rickon talking you know they still somehow you know in the, it may be fooling themselves but they still believe that they can you know, and I, again it's a bad division six games and here's the and the one thing I keep coming back to is if Giolito's on the roster, the starting rotation, it's a playoff caliber rotation. The bullpen, especially if Liam Hendricks is at the back end, and again, I, that's getting ahead of myself a little bit. And so right. I know there's a little bit of wish casting going on in the way I'm playing this out. But I can understand how Rick Hahn at times, you know, 
makes himself believe that, listen, if we can just figure this out and get a little bit more consistent and win this division, I do think that I can see the path to, in short series in baseball, anything can happen, especially if you have some good pitching. So I get the thought processes where you get yourself to believing that, but then there should be the, you know, the cold dose of reality where, boy, at this point you've been this bad for, you know, over, you know, over a year now. At what point do you just say, you know, hey, Bill Parcells was right. A record is what it is. Yeah, I it just you, I I'd love to hear from Sox fans because at 312-332-3776, you want to believe that it's not over going into the the last week of June. And and we've all been there whatever team and unfortunately in Chicago, you know, a lot of teams we we it's over before the halfway mark of the season. But you have to look at this realistically. We just went through some of the numbers. They, they are a minus 63 in run differential, and that's pretty much where they resided the entirety of last season. That's a pretty telling stat. And, you know, the fact of the matter is that if, if you look at the Twins, they're the only team in the division that has a positive run differential. And they're, pro- they're, they're playing 500 baseball. They probably believe they're not anywhere close to playing their best baseball. And if you go with fan graphs, five percent chance of making the playoffs are the white Sox because that's your 4.8 percent chance to win the division that's your only route just like the cubs your only route into the postseason is to win your bad division and yes. it's just it's it, there there are too many issues there are too many holes the fielding's not consistent enough you mentioned the starting pitching which is fine but you don't hit the ball out of the ballpark with men on because nope. you don't have men on nope. you don't it's just it's the same stuff we talked about last year. So to sit here and believe that it's going to turn around in five weeks, I mean, I'm all for it and I would love to see it happen. But you're kidding. You're fooling yourself. Right. It just how does that how does that change substantially between now and then? And uh, the, you mentioned the you know the twins at 500. They're uh, they're also seeking some depth at pitching. Did you see who they sure. uh, inked to a minor league deal this past week? Dallas Keuchel. Yes, sir. God bless him. Dallas yeah. Keuchel, back in the AL Central where he belongs. Uh, hey, my, my first thought was it would be so socks if that guy found a second oh, life. Uh, you know what? And, I'm, I'm, that's something I'm not going to worry about. I don't believe that's happening. It's, it's, but you're it's, right. Yeah, you're right. Right. I mean, he's got as much chance as that as the White Sox have not win the World Series this year. <laughs> Let's try Paulie, who's downtown. Paulie, you're on ESPN 1000 with Meller and Hanley. What's up, bud? Thanks, guys. Great show. I just happened to catch the two minutes when you were saying possibly the Sox have a chance. They have zero. <laughs> this is their opportunity. And I've been saying this for a year, that mm-hmm. they should be getting rid of these guys. Giolito uh, and Kopech, they can't win big games. They're like these prima donnas where everything has to be perfect. He can't pitch. Giolito can't pitch during the day. Kopech can't pitch when it's windy. These guys got all these different head issues. A pitcher's mind has got to be clear. You can build up your entire farm system. Somebody will even take Lynn. Get rid of Grandall as fast as you can with his 260. He'll never, he'll finish at 214 if you keep him. Um, I would get rid of even Robert and uh, Eloy because Eloy's, even when he was with the Cubs, he hmm. had problems with injuries. Robert, here's the rub I've heard, and I, and I played for the same manager Grafal did in college. This is what I've heard: the Cuban ball players are all great because they're physically 
gifted and playing in in uh, inferior leagues until they get to the bigs. Then when they get to the bigs, they don't adapt. I don't know if it's laziness or what, but they won't change. And Griff's been asking them to change their approach at the plate, and they won't. And now both of them are hitting two fifty. So uh, I mean, get rid of all of them and build up your farm system now. That's Reinsdorf would like that anyway. That that'd be the cheapest way to do it. Well, I mean, listen, you're talking complete overhaul there, Paulie. And um, listen, I, I'm not going to. I don't know what you could get for Grandal at this point. I don't think anybody's. Uh, you know, he may be hitting two sixty, but again, his on base is three four. Back to the on base, Bri. Three fourteen for Grandal. Um, you know what, Lu, Luis Robert. Well, when I tweeted out the you know, the Giolito to the Cardinals, yes. someone tweeted back at me and make sure they take Rondall too. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to throw him in. You can have uh, Lucas, but you got to take Rondall. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, Lucas Giolito was on Chris Rose's podcast earlier this week. He talked about dealing with uh, all the rumors surrounding him in trade talks. I mean, I see it online and, you know, fans of different teams tweeting at me and all that kind of stuff. I'm not paying a lot of attention to it right now. Because right now, like, my mind is so set on trying to win the game I pitch every single time. I'm very, very loyal to this organization. You know, they gave me an opportunity to fail over and over and over again at the big league level. Learn from that failure. Knowing what could happen uh, at the end of the year, you know, with free agency and everything, like, I'm giving it my all. Uh, I want to see the rest of my teammates give their all and make a legitimate run at this thing. I don't I don't like dwelling on like the what ifs of the future, you know what I mean? Cuz that does create anxiety yeah. for sure. Right. Lucas Giolito talking about how he's just trying to go about his day to day there and not really worry about the rumors which for him, from his perspective is the right way to go about it. For the Sox though, you know, I guess at this point it's, you know, how long until you say, you know what, you just call it, right? You say, this is over. We can't realistically continue to pretend like we're going to make a run. At, you know, the, as bad as the division is, Bri, you look at you can, the counterpoint to my optimism earlier in the segment is it's a terrible division and you're still six games out, right? Yeah. So right. there's the counterpoint to my, you know, half glass full of a team 12 games under, which is, you know, I don't even know if you can be half glass full with. 12 games under 500, right? That seems kind of silly from my perspective. It's just... Well, I mean, they, they, for a few weeks there, they passed the eye test. It was getting better, right? It was it was better baseball. You thought, okay, in this division, you can make up some substantial ground. They have to win today, and here's hoping, um, to avoid dropping their fifth consecutive series. You have to be winning series. You can't go, you can't go on these streaks where you drop three, four, five series in a row. And, and sit there and look at the standings and try to tell yourself you can make a run. It just, it, it hasn't happened. And I don't know how you think it does happen. And to the caller's point, I mean, think about Michael Kopech's pitching very well of late, right? Yes. He's sitting here at 82 innings pitched. He's, his career high is 119 and two thirds set last year. They're talking about setting up the rotation. So post all-star break, he's the fifth starter. So you can, make sure he doesn't get overly taxed because of the injuries and everything else. I mean, he's 27 years old no, and, we're, and we're still sitting here wondering who Michael Kopech is and what is he long-term. 
and I know we because we were following him through the minors and and you know mm-hmm. anxious, anxiously awaiting his arrival, and, and then you know he he opts out during COVID and all. He's twenty seven. It seems like he's been here fifteen years already, right? It, it's just it's taxing trying to figure out who these guys are and moving forward what they mean to the team. No, it, it's a fair it's a fair uh, criticism, and you know that is Kopech for me as a Sox fan has probably been. My most, you know, the most excited I get watching the White sure. Sox because Absolutely. like the possibilities when he go, when he's going well, like he's amongst the best pitchers in baseball. But yeah, when he goes out on Wednesday against the Rangers and, you know, they, you know, it, he's got three earned runs through four and they're like, all right, let's again, again yep. let's yeah, call, let's call it 82 yeah. pitches. Uh, it's yeah. not going your way. Let's uh, let's look to someone else. Yeah, no, you're right. It's uh, it's not a great spot to be in. The White Sox have posted their starting lineup. Tanner Banks is going to be on the mound to start for the White Sox today. So looks like a bullpen game from them. Starting lineup, left fielder Andrew Benintendi will be leading off. Andrew Vaughn is hitting second today, playing first base. Luis Robert will be in center field, hitting third. Doing the DHing and cleaning up will be Aloy Jimenez. Everybody's favorite catcher, Yasmani Grandal, will be hitting fifth. <laughs> batting third, it's, uh, I'm sorry, batting sixth. Playing third base, it's burger time. Jake Berger with another solo home run yesterday. In right field, Gavin Sheets. Elvis Andrews will be playing shortstop today, batting eighth. And second baseman, Zach Remillard, will round out the lineup. There's your Sox lineup as they try and take the series from the Red Sox today at guaranteed rate. Pre-game coverage coming your way at 12.30 with Connor McKnight. I'm Jeff Meller. He's Brian Hanley. Some other interesting things going going on around baseball. We'll tackle that next here on ESPN 1000. This is ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Jesse Rogers reports on the Chicago baseball universe on ESPN Chicago. Brought to you by PowerEquipmentDirect.com, your local power equipment experts. By Prestige Kitchen and Bath, and by your Chicagoland Toyota dealers. What's up? It's Tyler Rocky. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That means if you bet on the Cubs or Sox and they don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Tyler to join today. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Tyler to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You must be 21 and older and present in Illinois. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. 
your number one destination for the home wants you to be ready for summer's high heat. There's no better way to prepare for soaring temperatures than with a new air conditioner from Apt. Explore our collection of window ACs, wall units, portable and whole house central air unit or even ceiling fans that help to circulate air. Whatever the size, discover the right air conditioner for your space with help from their specialists. For free delivery, professional installation and complete satisfaction, shop at Apt. A-B-T. App.com. Pleasing people since 1936. Success is picking up extra shifts for your family. Now you want to be the boss. Success is getting your foot in the door. Now you want to take the next step. Success looks different to everyone, and University of Maryland Global Campus can help you reach your goals. For more than 75 years, we've been transforming adult lives by offering the opportunity to expand your skills, move up, or start a new career. With more than 125 undergraduate and graduate degrees and certificates, online and hybrid courses, no-cost digital materials replacing most textbooks, personalized advising, financial resources, and lifetime career services, achieving your dreams is more possible than ever before. Now's the time to make your next career move. Our MBA and most graduate cybersecurity courses start July 12th. Gain the credentials and specialized skills that many of today's top employers are seeking and move closer to your career goals. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by Chef. If you want a better vodka soda, you got to start with a better vodka. It ain't rocket science. I'm talking about a vodka plus soda made with a vodka you've actually heard of. White Claw Premium Vodka. Now you take that plus real juice. Ooh-wee. Now I'm thirsty. Vodka plus soda made with the world's smoothest vodka. White Claw Vodka and soda. Please drink responsibly. Premium vodka with juice and natural. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Well, chances are some folks may have missed this happening late last night in baseball in Colorado. What's the old saying that uh, people use? This is not your daddy's dot, 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 Bri. I'm going to go ahead and say last night, this was your daddy's Coors Field because those who may have missed it, the Los Angeles Angels beat the Colorado Rockies in in Coors last night. They beat them 25 to 1, Bri. Including a 13-run third inning, followed up by an eight-run fourth inning. It was 23 to nothing at the end of the fourth for the Angels in Colorado. And the Rockies thought they still had a chance, it being Coors and all. Uh, how, do, how does one team do that and the other team, the home team, at altitude, manage just one run? I mean, it, it just... That back to back to back home run started that yes. thirteen run third inning, and I mean, it just that that's the old course, right? I mean, that, that everyone would get on a plane and, and make a vacation around visiting cores, even if you didn't have a, a team you were rooting for because it was something to see. And it's kind of quieted down the last couple of years, but there it was for you last night. Yeah, since the introduction, uh, they brought the humidor into cores, you know, a few years back, and obviously it can only do so much, but it definitely. Uh, you know, tempered down the, you know, the home run balls a little bit in Colorado to the point where at times there's been a few seasons where Colorado actually has not 
been the best home run park in baseball. So the humidor that they brought in has done its job, but oh no, not last night. I I could not believe, like I had, I 23 to nothing at the fourth. Like I just took a screenshot and texted it to you last night. I was like, this is insane. And you know, the, there was the sicko in me who was like, God, I want the angels to get to 40. You know, the absurdity I wanted to of see it. extra innings. I, I mean, <laughs> the Angels, 23 runs through the first four innings, uh, third most in MLB history behind only the Cubs, who had 25 on August 25th, 1922. And no, I was not at that game. <laughs> Just uh, it, too funny. It, uh, my eyes were bulging out of my head. It would, things were going so well for the Angels that they actually pinch hit for Mike Trout in like the sixth, fifth or sixth <laughs> inning because he, he was three for three with a home run. And they're like, all right, uh, Trout, sit down take the night off i think we're good we, this this lead feels safe 312-332-3776 all right the bulls made a pick in the nba draft on thursday night and afterwards artursh karnashovas he met the media that's always riveting we're gonna share some of it with you next here on espn 1000